0: This special Eye on the Illini quick post-game podcast as Illinois falls to Purdue 44-19. Larry Smith here with Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, and Kendrick Prince as well. And, fellas, uh, here's a game that going in, uh, Illinois has had its struggles for four games. And, hey, look, we're going to put this behind us. Eight straight games now in the Big Ten. The West Division is there for the taking. Um, and let's just face it, Illinois in this game was outplayed uh, in all facets uh, against a Purdue team that, that on paper, quite frankly, isn't as good as the Illini.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. Very disappointing result for Illinois. I mean, this is not a very good Purdue team. I mean, we lost to Penn State. You said, okay, well, you know, Penn State's really good. They're ranked sixth in the country. You lost to Kansas. Kansas team is great offensively. This is a bad Purdue team. It's a bad Purdue defense that shut down the Illinois offense. It's a very, it was a mediocre Purdue offense that just ran roughshod over the Illinois defense. It's the most points Brett Bealum has given up in a in a Big Ten game since he came to Illinois. And it's really just—it's just not—it's just not, not good enough. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. They, they did not perform. They didn't compete. They—they um, they looked like they laid down, you know, in the second half and, and gave up. So yeah, this is—you um, know, Illinois has now lost seven of their last eight game against Power Five teams. It's not good.
2: Well, I want to start the podcast. You know, Mike, I know you're going to go out to me, but I'm going to say what it is: nil. You got to get you. You need they need different players. I, I this isn't just me being a negative Nelly. I just heard Brett Bielema on the post game show and he mentioned the offensive line. Luke Altmaier cannot run for his life for a whole football game, and they have to make some changes. This isn't the NFL. It's not going to change and get better. But this is not the NFL where they can make trades. This is what it's going to be, and. The, I think the offensive line has affected the running game, not just the passing game. You know, we talked earlier, and I made the comment, you know, we all watch the, the you know, opposing teams, and they can sit back there and they can throw the ball. There's times, you know, you got Newton Randolph the quarterback, but their quarterbacks sometimes have three and four seconds in the pocket. I don't know the last time Luke's had that opportunity. And for the people who think he's not good, I think you're mistaken. I think the kid's a really, really good quarterback. The offensive line has let him down. And I think it's affected Reggie Love, McCray. You know, yeah, Fagan was a stud today, but he's like, you know, the Hulk running back there. So he's just bigger than everybody else. So they got some problems. Brad, you're right. They looked disinterested in the second half. And this was a game that I really think Illinois, they were a better team. And this is a tough loss because the West is open for the taking. And who else are you really going to beat if you're going to play like this?
3: Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm usually as hopeful as the next guy, but this is the worst team that I've ever seen blow out Illinois, and I've seen a lot of blowouts of Illinois. Uh, it, you look at the the things that are happening are happening every week: nine penalties for 83 yards, either two or three first downs by penalty. Again, you you have an inability to pass block um uh, a random nature to your run blocking this team has a lot of things that they're going to have to fix and i don't know if they have the personnel to do it and the fact that you let you know some you know you let a guy run up the score with you you know that you used to coach here and yeah you know, it's just it's something that, that you know, you go from, well, we've got a good defensive coordinator who gets promoted, who's going to help attract good coaches to Illinois to uh, he's out there running up the score on his old mentor. So um, that that's not good when it comes to recruiting. So they're going to have to figure something out. And boy, better have the uh, the Icon Collective had better be ready to rock and roll because they're going to need some help getting some talent and watching Avery Jones do well against the interior defensive line of Georgia was also depressing. I had that on the other TV.
0: Well, to your point, this Purdue defense, uh, Ryan Walters look has not set the world on fire this first uh, month um, as a Purdue head coach, but uh, he had only number on this one, five quarterback sacks by the Purdue defense, seven tackles for loss. One of those sacks forcing a fumble, of Luke Altmaier near the goal line, which Purdue fell on for its first of, uh, of infinite number of touchdowns on this day. Is again 44-19. Purdue wins four consecutive years over Illinois for the first time since 2003 through 2006. And they've now won the uh, last four in a row, of course, overall. Um, they're, they're, uh, it's their biggest blowout uh, win over Illinois since they won in Champaign in 2018, 44 44- uh, to, to seven um you know you, when you talk about this you look up some of the numbers here luke altmeyer when he was upright and didn't have time to throw um didn't have a bad day 16 to 25 202 play of the day of course was that long pass over the defense to isaiah williams which was just a brilliant play isaiah was outstanding uh 49 yards on that play uh six uh and it led to a touchdown by Josh McRae. uh their only touchdown in the first half six catches 113 yards for williams and and Caden Fagan again we talk again uh 11 carries 85 yards both those career highs for the true freshman uh from Arthur and um this is one like you said Illinois now had a chance to be one and one which Purdue is now the defending West Division champ instead of they go to Owen two. Nebraska comes in next week that's a winnable game um but it, it gets to the point now where you're going to almost have to run the table if you're going to be in contention for that West Division title um in November and I and Brad, I, th- I think we all would agree that the issue with this right now is that we're not we're not sure. As you, as Mike mentioned, with some of the you know the penalties and just the kind of the I'll just say just boneheaded plays on third down that extend drives that we saw against Toledo in game one. Some of these mistakes that we saw in, the, in game one, we're still seeing now five games in.
1: Yeah, th- this does not look like a well coached team. I mean, you can go down the line; the penalties, consistently more penalties than their opponent um, whether, and, and many of them are just lack of discipline. They also get, they still are be getting beat on the edge, um, repeatedly, um, they're getting beaten the same way over and over. And eventually you have to be able to adjust and make those changes, whatever they need to be. So it doesn't look like a well-coached team, whether it's offense, whether it's defense, they don't. And this is, you know, Brett Bielema has always been like, uh, uh, no a low penalty, you know, run the ball, grind it out. None of that is Brett. B- this doesn't look like a Brett B team at all. I don't even know. I mean, they look like a team that just doesn't know what their, what their identity is. And they look like a team that is lost. I, I thought they laid down in the second half to, and and I, I agree with what Ked said. They are going to have to get better players, but Illinois had better players today and they still got beat by 25. Purdue doesn't have a, a boatload of talent, and they still lost by 25. So, yeah, they, I mean, that's why they lost to Kansas, and that's why they lost to to Penn State. That their team had better players. Today they just lost because they just got beat by a team that has been really bad um, throughout the first four games.
2: Larry, you made the comment about winning the West. I'm really sorry. but Right now they just need to try to win six games so they can go to a bowl. I mean, I'm really sorry. I just don't see this team right now competing for the West division. Yes, it is too bad because it, it is wide open. Uh, Brad, you made a comment about, you know, just getting stops. I think the scouting report is if I'm playing Illinois, if it's third down, whether it's third and eight, third and two, throw the ball deep and give your receiver a chance because they're going to be so aggressive There's going to be passing the fans. I mean, that's what I've seen in the Toledo game. I saw in the Kansas game. and you saw today and they haven't fixed those mistakes, you know, and I'll give Brett credit, you know, in his postgame comment, of the, you know, with the addition of the offensive line, he made the comment, this is all on him. He has to fix it. And He's not going to blame the players or anybody else. This is on him and he's going to make sure that it gets fixed. You know, it's kind of tough to do that in the middle of the season. I don't even think having Reggie Love not play I'm not saying – we obviously know he's a great running back. That didn't cost him the game today. That offensive line has really trickled down and it has really affected the offensive output. You're right. They, Brad Bielema's team teams always run the football. That's what he's known for. And they're now looking to throw the ball. And if you can't have time to protect the quarterback, you're done. And that's why, again, they can't score a point. So I think they're averaging 20, 19, 20 points a game now. Uh,
3: I don't know – I don't know if I can say that that Purdue isn't as good as Illinois because they just whomped them. But Illinois' offensive line has been bad since day one. It was unexpected that they would not be a good offensive line. And there's been no fixes, and you either get guys to play better or you do what Dion did uh, against USC today where he brought in a kid who hadn't caught a pass when they were down big time and the kid finished the game with nine catches and 174 yards of receptions and a touchdown, you know, at some point, I guess if you're getting, you know, if you're going to put Luke in the hospital and this was the third game out of five that he was favoring his right leg limping, um, you might as well see if, if anybody else can do better. And maybe they shock you because it seemed like Dion wasn't playing that kid. And he looked like all world against USC And I would certainly say that, you know, as bad as USC's defense is, you know, um, you could try to put somebody in against the Purdue defense and see if they can block. It's not like you're playing, um, you know, Michigan or somebody like that. I, I think they've got to really find push to find solutions until this offensive line gets turned around and until they stop doing penalties we're going to see some results that won't make Illini fans happy.
0: For a Purdue defense that allowed 39 points to Fresno State, 24 points to Virginia Tech, five-and-a-half-hour rainstorm in the middle of that, 35 points to Syracuse, and 38 points to Wisconsin, they surrender a season low, 19 points to Illinois in this one. 44-19, the final score from Ross-Ade Stadium. And again, it's a short turnaround for the Illini as they uh, come back home to host Nebraska. Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff, and that game can be seen On FS1. Stay with IlliniGuys.com for a much more complete coverage uh, post game of this game. Again, 44-19. Matt Stevens will have his wrap up later. Brad Sturdy, his soliloquy on Sunday afternoons, as always, comes in, and of course, the post game complete podcast right here on IlliniGuys.com. The eye on the Illini anywhere that you get your podcast. For uh, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy, and Kendrick Prince. I'm Larry Smith again. The final score: 44-19. Illinois falls and loses the Cannon Trophy yet again to Purdue. Have a great day.